<laughs> back up in that ass with, with another Q and A. It ain't shit, everybody. We're here. One person, many We're here Qs to fuck shit for up. our A's. Julia's just dropping questions on us like Salt Bay over there. It just <laughs> she, doesn't stop. It's she's never sprinkling ending, them. Never ending sprinkle. As the ocean dries up, so do the salt crystals. My, f- my favorite question is, what do you, capital U, oh. get out of coffee? No bullshit. Real talk. Real talk. What do you get out of coffee? You caffeine, down with that question? Caffeine, do you like that man. question? I mean, I can go. It can just go so many different ways. Do you there's, dig that question? It's like, what do you get out of coffee? What do you like the coffee industry, the coffee, get out of coffee. the coffee itself. I think she's going broad, knowing her, right? She's like, "What do I get out? Of, what do we get out of the coffee industry?" I think she's trying like to the make coffee world. The my, world we're in. My guess is that our lives are incredibly intertwined with coffee in right. multiple forms. And how does it feed us, or what does it mean to us? Mm. And there's probably two or three it's gonna stories say it's gonna like unravel the more ex- we talk about that it. explain what coffee means to us. Fuck, dude. I mean, coffee means something new every time you drink it, and I think that's one of my favorite things about it. You don't get a cup of coffee, an espresso, anything that tastes the exact same every time, and if you try to tell me that it does, it's not true. That's one of my favorite things about coffee. It's good or it's not, but for me, right, when I drink it, but then it's never, like, I I won't get the same tasting cup every time. I think she's hitting on a more ethereal level. I know. I think she's like, what does it mean to your soul? But that's part of why I like it so much is it is not the same. It's not monotonous no matter what I do with it. A lot of things are like that, though. Yeah, but this one is one that, oh, what is a lot? What is actually? Everything. Everything is like that to you? I don't think so. Every little niche in some way, shape, or form. Because I think this thing is something that you can think you can control all the time, and it's still never the exact same as you'd like it to be. And you don't ever get to actually fully control it. So that, for me, is part of the reason it's always and in, in never-ending intriguing. So there's only certain things that I can impart upon this thing and this experience in terms of how it tastes and all that. And it still isn't perfectly honed. What's another hobby that you have in your life? Like, what do you mean? Just in general? Well, like, I mean, you, sport, you like, sports, you, the thing that makes sports fun is that the people are different, right? Mm. So you can, you have to read people and you have to think quick on your feet. Surfing, never the same wave, literally. Right. That's so what I'm saying. It's there's, like this, it's like sort of similar. It's kind way, of a lot of never the same where it's like never the same wave. You're cooking. It's never exactly the same, even if you have the recipe. But some people don't like the fact that it's not the same. So people, there's a lot of people in this world who want, they want it to be predictable so maybe more so than coffee things that are interesting to you have some little air of unpredictability yes there's um there's a little bit of a challenge built into what's happening yeah for sure it's not going to be it's going to be how well can you work with this thing that is never going to be perfect and how well can you prepare it because that's also i guess part of it too is like your ability to express through it comes down to your ability to engage with it and be creative through the process. So, I mean, that's probably the deeper reason, right? If you go into it, it's like, how, how creative can you be with this thing in a way where it's meaningful, not only to myself, but to others? 
That's I think that's the direction. Yeah, that's, well, I know that's the direction she wants for sure. Knowing that's, Julia, She's that's where all, we're tell going. Tell me your soul. Yeah, tell me, tell Share me your, your soul. <laughs> so then, what? What made you decide to take this thing out of all those other things, all the way? Bam, 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 bam. Meaning, well, some of it was necessity of survival. Is how it felt. <laughs> like and prov- and the ability to do something well to prove that there was a place besides like the status quo of like go to school become a doctor that you could like make your own imprint you know it was like ma- it was like making lemons out of lemonade in some of my world opportunity to express opportunity to be when there was not a lot of votes of confidence in that area you can go back to episode zero to hear a little more about that one i think in touch but i mean that's i mean how about you i mean where does it what i think coffee for me at its core is kind of like this uh i don't know second lease on life kind of thing Mm. since i got into coffee when i had the huge injury and couldn't skateboard for a long time and i just felt incredibly disconnected from the community that i used to be a part of that used to make my whole world go round and around and around. Right. Everything revolved around that. It was all I thought about. All my friends were in that community. Everything was skateboarding. That was just what it was. Mm. That was who I was. That was what I associated myself with. And through this long period of time when I couldn't do that and participate, which looking back on it now, I actually could have found ways to participate in that community even though I couldn't actually skateboard, I just felt so hurt and so depressed. And my sense of self-worth was so low because I, I associated everything with being good, you know, totally. Cause I was pretty decent in my crew of friends to where it's like, ah, if I don't have that status anymore, if I'm not good like that, then there's no point in me being around totally when that's not even really my, my value at all. Right. That's how it feels. That's how it felt to me for real but I could have been a really good positive force. I could have done a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I tried a little bit doing some filming and stuff like that. It just, it was painful for me. I mean, different times. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have all the tools for t- filming or else maybe you would have done it more. I had some basic stuff, but it wasn't like it was now. I mean, if it happened now, I'm saying. it's been so obvious world. what the outlets are. Right. You know, back then it was, you have to make a whole video and, well, and you had like, you even had like one of the nicer cameras. Way. Oh yeah. I had, like a, I had a, a legit camera. Yeah. yeah. And it was different just, world. It's just a different world. It was different. So I kind of, I kind of blew it there, but coffee more than anything provided that new new vehicle for connection and new vehicle for me to flex some expertise Mm -hmm. and that's something that's been really important for me in my life and i think is important for everybody is finding a place where you can kind of shine and coffee felt like that place like getting my job in my first coffee shop progressing just getting interested in something kind of like you i was just really intrigued by what was going on it felt all mysterious and weird to me and then the stars kind of aligned where even though i wasn't initially trying to be somebody or make it into a thing i just discovered that i had this kind of knack for it or i don't even know if i had a knack for it my curiosity led me to have a a skill set around it so i kind of replaced what i was missing from skateboarding with 
coffee. Right. And everything that spun off of that was driven by that kind of sense of community, sense of place, sense of contribution. What can you bring to the culture? Mm. And that's that was why, probably more than anything, I really started to get involved in doing the competitions and got so involved with the SCA when I was in that zone because right. it, it gave me that that little little squad right it was like i was a skateboarder again but i was a coffee guy instead i mean a place where everybody can kind of have a common language and a semi-common goal which is to provide really great coffee right at the time when it was smaller it's and we talked on this other episode about community it wasn't even about specifically the community it was like going to places where people were going to speak on the same shit that you were talking about right it's like when you go into school which I wasn't going to finish too. <laughs> it's my problem is it's like you go to a major and then you're around all these people who talk about the same shit you talk about in some capacity and then you have your hobbies. But then if you're not going to school, it's really easy to kind of feel like, okay, I can contribute to the world. I'm definitely smart enough, but this schooling system's not working for me. So where do I connect? And so that was a way to, I mean, show there was value and an ability to, to move forward and make an impact. And then, I mean, for me, a lot of it just had to do with, it was fun to create experience. It was fun to try to make something taste amazing. Like, like you mentioned in putting shit together in coffee, coffee's fun. How can I make it taste better? How do I do this? How do I do that? And, and being able to express yourself. And then at the time it was young. And so there wasn't a lot of different expression. And so being able to express and like forge paths and have some sort of play in that is fun. And that's something I've always liked to do anyway and bring people together. So it's like, bring people together, taste a thing, create a thing, be hyped about it. I mean, I had, I had an ability to get people hyped about stuff. I think you did too. And so there was an ability to take something that was edgy and kind of counterculturally at the time that everybody was interested in, but nobody was really comfortable and necessarily diving into and making them feel comfortable and trying something. And then can, contagiousness that the positivity and the excitement is contagious people will follow that if if you're authentic and you're doing it for a reason other than just like to be only cool and that was it was like authentic people come and they're like well i don't quite get it but it's pretty fun to be here and be around this i'm gonna come back and you know i don't know it's just this ability to not only speak to people in the same language externally like outside of the cafe that I was in right we'd go to these little burst competitions things and you'd meet people and they'd be like oh they're saying this and they're saying that and I know what that means and I feel like a part of that and then to be able to do it locally and bring people in they're like well the Jared Latte like people talk about the Jared Latte and it's just a freaking oh, dude. sweet and condensed milk steamed in, in, into a latte and they're like this tastes really good and you went like, to Jared you fucking got it it can only be Jared so being able to express and connect was a big part of the initial love of coffee there's something about being on something that is kind of on the bleeding edge, just on the come up that was attractive to me too. a new uncharted subsector of mm. an industry that had been around for a long time. This little niche specialty barista kind of thing. Completely honest. I don't know if I would have been as attracted to the idea of being a barista if I just start to get into it now with how popular it is. There's a big chance that I would be engaging with coffee on a much more casual level like i i would be a home dude no matter what like someone who is interested in coffee drank coffee explored the flavors of coffee but if i was you know 21 22 
in this moment in time, I would see all the baristas and everything on Instagram and social and be like, ah, eh, I don't know. I'm kind of over it. I don't, I, yeah. I don't really need that shit in my life. It's, it's not as interesting to me. It's not as mysterious. Yeah. I think that's the thing for me that I think would, I'd have a hard time now too, is that everybody feels like, and I, I struggled honestly with this even then is the people who quote unquote knew with some sort of like, hard line that this is how it's supposed to be and this is how it's supposed to taste and this is how it's supposed to look there's so much more of that now than there was when we got into it that i would have a harder time as well where it's like this is just how you do it and you don't question this and you don't question that and i uh, yeah i have to be able to ask questions and get excited and have some exploration yeah there's something about being along for the ride while the thing's unraveling Mm -hmm. is really it's kind of sexy that's super interesting because there's a sense of adventure that I think at least I, I lean into something that feels adventurous and feels unique and feels not perfect, but better. And you can't explore all of that without weird mistakes and, and detours. And that was a lot of, I mean, it has always been like my draw in the world is like, how do we create these experiences where you feel certain things and you get excited about stuff and you struggle and you come back and you bounce back and you do cool shit. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. It's delicious coffee wherever you are. You don't need a machine. There's no mess. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed and nitrogen flushed so it stays fresh and it's got a unique immersion filter that's ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staple, so there's nothing between you and your coffee experience. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. We'll have a link in the show notes for sure. You can ask your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or have your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you want Steeped stuff full of cat and cloud goodness, you can snag that in our retail stores here in Santa Cruz and on our website worldwide. Basically, Steeped is doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portion, pre-ground innovation. What's something really annoying on your professional journey that you had to trudge through to get to something you were proud of? No, that's a really good question. I feel like it's all of the thing, <laughs> dude. I mean, the hardest thing to trudge through has been recognizing that people's anger and their and or their criticisms are not about me personally. They're about something and trying to isolate that from myself is probably the key thing that I'll consistently always be working on. But that has been the biggest in terms of like being able to give feedback and have hard conversations and get from point A to like a vision of some sort or like pursuing a vision clearly. That has been the thing, at least towards the beginning that held me back the most is allowing for pushback because I assumed it was about me versus not allowing pushback because it should be clear to both parties that we're going towards a mission before a human being. Give me an example. Oh man. I mean, anytime where you or myself or we have a value in our company that is clear and okay, let's see, let's, well, let me try to think of one without throwing a human being's name or, or the deal into it. I mean, I remember, okay, the simple one towards the beginning of our company, there was, you know, everybody has a schedule 
right? And you put in your availability and schedule, and then the person in charge of scheduling, at the time it was me, schedules based on the availability of the human being. So in our application that we use, it was simple. You, you say when you can work, when you can't work, and how many hours you want to work. And so that's what I'd go off of. And somebody had a situation where their availability changed. And so I just scheduled appropriately. And I get a text about being, that they're so mad because I scheduled them on a day that they normally don't work. And I'm supposed to know that they normally don't work that day. And instead, like it took me a good two and a half hour conversation to finally just like, I took on way too much of the problem. And I'd like made it be like, I allowed them to make me feel like I didn't care about them instead of holding the line and be like, this is just straightforward. Like you're in charge of, of making sure that your shit's appropriate. And I'm in charge of following the rules that we set into place. And I just, in the simplest way, wouldn't, I didn't do that at the time. And I, it was a nightmare. What do you think the, the big change was that allowed you, well, one, why do you think you defaulted to that kind of explanation i.e. not taking taking ownership of something that you didn't need to take ownership of because right. you really didn't make a mistake. What made you be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I won't do that again. Yeah, it was, I mean, that was conditioning my whole life. So people treated me like that and made me feel like I wasn't able on the flips. And that was in the come up. And then on the other side of it, there's this fear at the beginning of opening a business that you you do not want to rock the boat so much because if everybody leaves, then it's like reflection of lack of belief in what you're doing, which is not the truth, but that's what you can, you can carry that, that fear. And then on the, the last but not least part is it's actually, that was probably the biggest thing is that you, when you believe in somebody, you ignore some of the red flags and you want to like work through it. And then in sports, if you're like a captain of a team, you can take responsibility at times to help somebody like build their, their like confidence up and then coach them later. And in the attempt to do that, that's like what I thought I was doing. It was totally wrong. But sometimes, you know, like in a game you can, you can be like, Oh, that's my bad. Like I put you in a bad position for a play, even though the person probably could make a better play. Yeah. And so that's, that's like what I have done in the past, but it, it didn't apply there, but that's what I would, that was like my default play is cool. You take all the responsibility as a leader and they trust you more. And then they, you know, and then they come with, and that only works to a certain degree. It only works and to a certain only with certain people too. <laughs> and then I, so th- that was just a thing. It's this weird combination where, um, what a lot of people think about business and coaching or teaching and sports line up right. because that is a part of sports. But the other part of sports is extreme accountability exactly. and being able to look at someone and be like, you fucked up. Right. Don't do that. Yeah, you missed the play. You, you missed the play. Yeah. Hey, you cut to the basket, and I need you on the perimeter. Right. What are you doing? Like this isn't what we're running. Yeah, and that's a hundred percent acceptable, and no one gets upset about it. Yep. It's just part of the game. And if you have people who you tend to have, if we're talking about competitive sports versus casual sports, yeah. you have people who are high performers who want to win the game, so everyone can own that and be like, oh, you maybe feel a little bad, but you can acknowledge and say, yeah kind of fucked that up right it's funny to see how the journey progresses i remember one thing that you used to say about cat and cloud in the beginning in regards to people leaving was 
it's cool. We just got to make sure that when people leave, they can't say anything bad about our company. Right. And I was like, I hate to tell you, man, but people are going to say a lot of bad stuff about us no matter what we do. Right. There's no way to ensure that. But I, I feel where you are coming from. Sure. On that. And especially when we're having this rhetoric, this is, we're a company that cares. We care about people. Right. We want to provide an experience that we feel is missing in the world. So there's this weird kind of teeter-totter thing that seems like they're opposed of holding people accountable to the highest level that they need to be held accountable for the good of the organization versus being that crappy boss that only talks crap to people. Mm -hmm. And it's just not either or. But just like carrying the gear, it's something you have to practice in order to get there. Yeah. I mean, there's the other thing to be said, and that is there was a place for me to actually stand more aligned with what we were talking about at the time as well, which was we were, um, and are, but at the time it was when we were starting, we were a mission and values based business. And even that could have been such a easier thing for me to stand behind if I wasn't at the time, like trying to prove that it would work And that there can't, there was like a lot of self-conscious vibes behind that because at this end of the day, now I'm like, it'd be so easy. Like, this is the mission of our company. These are the values that go with it. What you're talking about is not unfortunately worth a conversation right now. Like this is, you did it wrong. Here's all the reasons why you can take it as personally as you want. I don't, we just aren't going to go here anymore. We're done with this conversation. Like I will not be talking to you for two and a half hours about this, trying to convince you that I care about you because I already do. And it's also not about you. It's about the mission of this company. So if this is needs to be so much about you that we need to talk for two and a half hours, you should probably just go because <laughs> this is not going to work. You can go home. You can take the day off and then we can talk about this another time. But it's not going to be about how I did it wrong or how I didn't care about you because you got to get over that shit. <laughs> that's that's the done with. This is bullshit. <laughs> Straight up bullshit. One of the funny things about you is that you care so much about people and you believe in people so much and sometimes that belief in people comes ahead of other things that you actually believe in and you get them from the outside looking in i don't know how it feels for you but when i'm looking at it it feels very switched up right and also this it's like this overly empathetic thing whereas you're putting yourself in someone else's shoes and you're seeing all of the transgressions that you feel were placed upon you right by your leadership in the past and the desire to never go down that road and to avoid that at all costs and to be heard i mean one thing that i feel about you since day one when we started working together right. it was really clear that you weren't heard <clears throat> as well, much yeah. as you wanted to be heard and yeah. there's a bunch of different reasons for that some are on the people some are on you but it's like you were like this kid in the corner of the room being like, listen to me. And everyone's like, yeah, it's just Jared. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. That's, that's like, all. that's like a life thing too. That was like pre-work. It's totally cool. Right. And we can unpack that whole thing later, but I think that you saw that in other people so much that you would by default, listen to people and take their feedback way further than it ever needed to go. Absolutely. Which dovetails perfectly into what you just said. It's like it took you building that muscle to feel p 
powerful enough and to be able to say like, Hey, we're way off base here. And here's why we don't need to have this two hour conversation. Yeah. Mission, vision, values, boom, and not feel guilty about, am I the same guy that shut me down for that many years? Absolutely. And that's, that's a total, that's a total learning moment. With endless it, it's endless but it is it has been the switch has been in, it, incredibly helpful because the thing that i have been able to do is i haven't i don't care so much about like all of the feedback from somebody who's new to the experience in the context of how i used to it used to be like feedback is truth and i'm like feedback it it doesn't you like there's an experience level to to all of this and, the, and even in the even though there's value in it always there's value in feedback always in some capacity maybe yeah and in maybe some, not yeah and then uh, there's also like it all comes down to well the value is sometimes the value is actually not in the feedback it's hearing where the person's coming from uh, That's, i see what you're saying so there's always value right. in listening and it's like oh this person is actually not giving feedback for the betterment of our company our mission or our direction they're about themselves. So that's where the value is for me. And that's where I always feel like I learn 